0: Hello, I'm Mike Apatria and I'm the host of the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Come join us as we go game by game, breaking down our top plays, fades, values, pivots, and talk overall strategy for both tournaments and cash games. And the best part, we're doing this seven days a week. So come check us out. That's Hoop Ball DFS Today. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Apatria for any updates, listener contests and DFS information. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers Welcome back to another edition of Today in Sports Betting. It is I. D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter, also known as a Human, Devin Ellington in real life. Hootballers, how are you doing? I'm going to be flying solo today because Ira is on his way back from South America. I'm sorry, technically North America still, but south of our border in Mexico, making his way to lovely Las Vegas. So we will be back to regular scheduled programming here very, very shortly. He's been on the move. I've been on the move. We've been busy. But someone's got to do the content, and we want to make sure to help you make money. This is a HoopBall presentation, Hoop-Ball.com, HoopBall Tweets, HoopBall Fantasy on Twitter, and also you can find us at Hoopball gaming on Twitter. Go check out hoop to get some nice fantasy takes, some really good digs by our own Dan Bespris, Mr. Brewski, our leader. And then also, got to talk about our lovely sponsor, Manscaped. Lawnmower 3.0 just came out. You've got to get your hands on this, and we're going to make it easy for you by using HoopBall20 as a promo code. You'll get free shipping, 20% off, and a new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0, fully electric, waterproof, because the shower is where it's at. It's such an easy cleanup. Lawn Mower 3.0 through Manscaped, use Hoopball20 as your promo code, get that 20% off, tell them we sent you, you'll get free shipping as well. Now that the introductions and the professional things are out of the way, got a little bit of a fun slate, playoff hockey, elimination games, NBA, some pivotal games. Toronto's down 0-2. Denver and Los Angeles are going to be starting their series, the Clippers. So with that being said, let's jump into NBA real quick. we got a couple of games, done some foreshadowing here. The Toronto Raptors are taking on the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are up 2-0 in the series without Gordon Hayward. Didn't see that happening. I did not. I was high on Toronto coming into this series. I thought it was going to be a really hard-fought game. I thought, if anything, they would get out to a 2-0 series lead, but that is not the case. Over/under set at 217, and right now Toronto's favored by two and a half. And the lines opened at minus one for Toronto and 215 on the total. So we're seeing some steam. Looks like Traymond Waters, reserve point guard for the Celtics, is, you know, is the only name notable in the injury designation. And so with that being said, there's a full slate of health for both teams, so to say. I'm still trying to figure out which angle I want to take on this one. I really, really, really want to go with the over, but these defensive units play each other very well. Streaky shooting. Toronto hasn't been able to hit the open jumpers. They were atrocious in game one. They improved a little in game two, but not enough to make me feel very confident with the over. But as we've seen with these two offenses before in the past, if they click, they can score so many points and be so efficient. And if both of them are doing that, it's going to be hard to stop. So I'm going to leave the total alone. I honestly don't have a side... As far as the spread, I kind of like minus 135 on the money line for Toronto just for the simple fact that they're playing for their season right now and they are going to have to get a win, and I think that they do. Now, something that I like to use with the NBA playoffs are referee assignments, and it's goofy and whatnot, but it can honestly be helpful. So I'll just read off a couple of the you know referee stats for this game the head official is going to be Rodney Mott. He's 24 and 23 for the under. So the under is, uh, you know, something that could be in play based off of his record. But then you look at the two other refs, James Capers, he has a 21 and 29 record for, uh, to the over. So 21 unders, 29 overs, 26 and 30 is what Josh Tiven brings around out that crew. So maybe, maybe looking at that over, Maybe looking at that over. I think both these offenses have room to improve and to get in the groove that they want to be in. So with that being said, I am um, leaning slightly, slightly Toronto money line minus 135. I'd like it to get to 130. And then I'm going to go ahead with a slight lean on the over just because I'm looking at Toronto's positive regression to set in here. Um, Moving on. Let's talk about the second and last NBA game. These games keep getting less and less quantified. It's starting to become a major bummer. Denver Nuggets taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Denver's catching nine points. So, Clippers are a nine point favorite. Over under set at 223. And these lines opened at Denver plus eight over under at 226. So, lots of unders were taken. I jumped on the under of 226 as soon as it came out last night. Uh, I was just kind of listening to some Sin and, you know, some other people talking about it. And I think maybe they talked a little sense into me, but I'm looking at the heavy, heavy favorite, you know, eight points is a lot, but nine points now, but the Clippers based off of what we've seen, the, you know, they, they're they going to be hard to beat from top to bottom. You know, they're the only team in the NBA with two guys coming off the bench with 18-plus points. But the longer I look at this number of Denver plus nine, the better it looks. So I just don't know what to make, heads or tails, of either side where I'm thinking about going those over-under. Well, I, I'm not thinking about it because I already did. I did it last night. I pulled the trigger so 226 i'm i'm liking that all three referees involved in this game have a record in favor of the under so you know i'm not sure if it matters yet or not i don't know if i have enough data on referee metrics but it's something that points towards what i you know am in favor of so i can't ignore it this game is probably going to be way closer than the 9 points You know, I've got a very slight lean right now to Denver plus nine. Um, I think it's just going to be really hard to pull the trigger for me on a side with this being the first game of a series. You know, the teams are going to be filling each other out, which is why I like the under. Um, Not to mention both are, you know, pretty decent at defense. Denver not so much this year compared to last year or compared to the Clippers. But, you know, they can play some bully ball. So to recap real quickly on the NBA, it is a very short, short slate. Toronto and Boston, I uh, don't really have any plays on that, but I have a slight lean on that money line for Toronto, just looking for a little bit of value. And then I'm also looking to um, maybe um, see about chasing some steam on the over, Um, but that's even a slighter lean. My NBA play that I am rolling with, though, is the under of 226 for Denver and the Clippers, you know, Ira's not on the podcast today with us, but he's always with us. I mean, that's just who he is. So um, I got to give out his picks. You know, I can't leave him in the dark in this episode. He's here with us. So, um, and, you know, as we all know on the show here, that Ira's really good at live betting. So this is a really good take from him. Him and I were talking off air. But uh, Ira really likes Raptors as well. Um he got them at the at a pick of minus one twenty. So that's that if that shows you, you know, kind of around the value of what we're looking at, the threshold. Um and then he uh went on to note that the uh plus three and a half to five and a half range is a really awesome sweet spot to look forward to in this game. Toronto taking on the Celtics. <laughs> So make sure to keep an eye out on that live number. I'm gonna see if I can't find a nice sweet middle number of four and jump on that live number, listening to the words of our great Ira. By the way, you can find him at Ira Silver Magic on Twitter. Heck of a contributor here, heck of it. And we both post our plays on the Action Network. We both have our accounts listed in our bios on Twitter. Again, he's at Magic. I'm at D-A-L-E-007. And the Action Network's not an affiliate or anything of us here at Hootball. It is just a great tool for bettors, you know, alike that want to track, you know, look at some opening numbers, maybe get some different metrics. You know, it's where I get my NBA referee numbers, and I've enjoyed doing it. it. It helps me break down the games in a whole nother way. So I enjoy it. It's handy. It's a good tool. You've got to find tools that help you win money, you know. It's all about the ROI. So we're going to transition over to hockey, the great slate of NHL. We got a couple games on the hockey ice tonight. Some uh, elimination scenarios, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yeah, so both series are 3-2. Philly, the Flyers, they're down 2-3 to the Islanders. And they are also plus one ten on the money line. They opened as a minus one hundred favorite. So if that's tailing at anything at all, um, you know, they opened as the favorite, but now, you know, they're getting they're getting some plus money. So I, I, you know, right here recording this, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on this because uh, you know, the flyers actually, you know, speaking of Ira again, Ira's our hockey guy, and he told me to go ahead and roll with the uh flyers. Um, he looks for him to get it done here. They're, you know, young core is, you know, gonna step up in my opinion. And the, you know, Carter Hart being in in goal is never a bad bad idea at all. Just gotta slow this Islanders team down. The midline, their second, you know, line, third unit, you know, they're they're getting some action and shots on goal, and they're disturbing the Philadelphia Flyers offensive attack. But Look for Philadelphia's defense to come out here tonight, in my opinion. Uh, Hopefully, I'm saying things that Ira would couple in second, uh, being the hockey guru. Uh, Moving on to the Golden Knights in Vancouver, we're going to go ahead and pair that Philadelphia Flyers pick with the Vegas Golden Knights, minus at 250 on the money line. They opened at 226, but we're going to go ahead and do a parlay. We're going to do a little pizza parlay, because that's what we do. Ira coined the term, and I just kind of rolled with it. I like pizza. So we're going to take a couple pizza uh, plays, turn it into a pizza parlay. Got the Philadelphia Flyers, the Vegas Golden Knights, two-leg parlay, pizza money. You know, let's eat some pizza tonight in some hockey. I'm going to see about coming up with one for Major League Baseball because that is where I like to invest my time, efforts, and money. And let me uh, just backtrack a little bit, talk a little of the over-under on these games. We got over-under five on the Philadelphia-New York Islanders game. I didn't have a true opinion on it. Ira didn't really seem interested in either side. You are, you know, slight shade to the over. Um, over Over-under six for the Vegas Golden Knights-Vancouver game. If I'm going to touch a total or an over-under, on this slate, I would say over six in this game, just for the simple fact I can see it being a 4-3 shootout, maybe even having some overtime involved, or one of these two teams getting two goals in the first period, uh, or it being 1-1 at the first end of the first period. I, I just kind of look for the guns to come off firing real quickly, real fast. So I don't know if you folks know this or not, but we have another sponsor, and hopefully, you know it because we talk about it every episode and we tweet it. But that is my bookie, mybookie.ag. That's where I play, it's where IRA plays. We are going to be able to get you set up with a $10 MLB futures bet and 100% initial deposit bonus match. 100% initial deposit bonus match and a $10 free MLB bet. And then all you got to do is listen, use promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Use that promo code. You get your fat deposit bonus and then you start getting a bet and win and get paid because that's what my bookie is about. You bet, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Go play some bets. Take some of these bets that I'm talking about, that Ira, you know, and I give out on Twitter, and um, you know, make it happen. You know, go over to my bookie, follow us on the Action Network, follow our action, interact with us on Twitter. We really like to get the questions, the comments, positive or negative. It gives us perspective, and you gotta you gotta be able to uh, roll with it roll with the waves, roll with the punches. You got to roll with everything when you do this. You you give out picks for free and you're putting your analysis out there and, you know, it just happens. Good thing we have lots of fun with it and we like it and we love doing it and it's something that we're passionate about. Luckily for us and for you guys, I would think. So without further ado, I'm going to touch on something that I'm very excited about and I think that probably a good portion of our listeners are excited about. But I just think it needs to be said that we have college football today. The FCS kicked it off week zero last week, but today is actual NCAA Division I FBS football. So with that being said, University of Central Arkansas is taking on the UAB Blazers At 7 o'clock on ESPN, I really like the over in this game. Over 49, I like the over in the first half, which is 24 and a half. UAB is returning so many potent offensive weapons and um, defensive line havoc wreckers that I think that they control this game. They're returning a starting quarterback. Their backfield's intact. Their receiving core, their offensive line. I look for UAB to come out here and maybe snag two touchdowns in the first couple of possessions. Don't get me wrong. Central Arkansas is making the jump, but you know, this, this line opened at UAB minus 18, uh, 18 and a half. It's all the way up to 21 and a half. So we can see where the steam's going there. It opened at 48 and a half. It's at 49 and a half on the total now. Like I said, I like the over. I'm going to take the over in the first half. I could see UAB having 24 in the first half themselves. Not going to spend too much time on the NCAA slate just because it's going to be just so wonderful having it back. So, intaking it, soaking it in, lathering it all up and around me is just going to be the main focal point of this first day of college football. It's just glorious. It's amazing. But, you know, probably the game of the night. You know, there's just a couple of games. But the game of the night, uh, Southern Alabama and Southern Miss taking each other on. Southern Miss, 13.5-point favorites. That's come down a little from the full two touchdowns. And then 55.5. 55.5 for the over-under, which... If you know anything about Southern Alabama football, which I know a couple things about the Jaguars, but they were atrocious last year in defensive and offensive metrics. Southern Miss is returning their quarterback also. So they're going to have some continuity on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, if you remember right, Southern Miss wasn't, you know, too far off from winning the Conference USA last year before Florida Atlantic and Lane Kiffin just kind of, you know, Ran away with it. Pretty good team here in Southern Miss. I don't have a true opinion. I will say I am following a metric on the Action Network, and it's a system that I've been keeping an eye on for some NCAA stuff. And dating back to 2006, this system, this data metric that I've been following, and it's opening game matchups. It has a 57% win percentage with an 11% ROI. ROI could be a little bit better. I like these systems to be up about 14%, but the 57% win percentage, that's that's pretty good there. So the basis of this is that we're looking for a profitable opening game system and wanted to test if last year's season had any relevance. So the system found that teams that made a bowl game the previous season had a good starting point and that they fare much better at home or at neutral sites in their opening game. Now, pure road games in the opening week are a little tricky. So, you know, we're just concerned a little bit more about the home uh, and neutral site here. So, you know, a couple of teams that are in the position of, you know, this profitable system is USM Southern Miss covering that 13 points, 13 and a half points. UAB covering the 21 and a half points. So out of the two, I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable with UAB, even though it's a bigger number, just because they're returning so much. And in a weird shortened off season, um, that continuity is gonna run rampant and be important. So that's just a little touch on the college football. I think it's just awesome that we even get to talk about it. And it's featured in an episode again. It's just, you know, that's awesome. That's crazy. I've got goosebumps thinking about it right now. Uh, I spent some time last week watching FCS, watching these uh, Central Arkansas uh, Grizzlies. uh, Or I'm sorry, they're just the Bears, not the Grizzlies. The Bear looks like a Grizzly. So, you know, it's back. Football is back. And football is king, if you didn't know, guys. So many wagers and so many bets and so much money gets placed on football every year, year in, year out. So we are, you know, a week away from NFL starting. Houston, Kansas City, Texans, Chiefs, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention, not to mention, Houston does not have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. So that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Anywho, let's move away a little bit from the pigskin. Just keep an eye out on those college football games if you're a fan. It's just going to be a beautiful thing. MLB, you know, there were some afternoon games today, um, currently ongoing. So we aren't going to dig into those or talk about those. Currently, the Cubs and the Pirates, uh, Pirates are winning 4-2 in the top of the sixth. You got the Rangers and the Astros, 4-2. Uh, bottom of the fourth, Rain, or, uh, Rangers are losing that game. So starting at 3.05, and this is all central time because I'm selfish and that's the time zone I'm in. So y'all, y'all can figure it out uh, from here, but I believe it'd be 4.05 Eastern. But Washington, Philadelphia, Anibal Sanchez with his 6.90 ERA going up against Zach Eflin with his 4.10 ERA. I like the over ten here. Um, it opened ten and a half. It looks like it, you know, that hook disappeared. So sometimes that steam can be a little worrying. But Anibal Sanchez is going to give up four runs within the first two innings alone. He's terrible. He's pushing 40. He's well past being able to pitch in the majors. Give someone younger those opportunities and those starts. That's all I really have to say about this game. It's a game that I'm stacking in my DFS stuff, if that's something that interests you. Juan Soto and uh, Trey Turner are just ridiculous against uh, righties. The White Sox, going on the road, taking on Kansas City. Um I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun I jumped the gun We're talking about the New York Mets and the New York Yankees The Subway Series, three ten. J.A. Happ taking on uh, Rob Gesselman um, 4.0 ERA for Happ 5.19 for Gesselman. Uh Over under 9.5 is where it opened It's currently at 9 Looks like the Yankees opened as the Minus 110 money line favorite And they're currently plus 103 on the money line so with that being said, I'm looking at perhaps the Yankees as a dog on the money line. I went three and zero on dog picks the other night, and I think I have a pretty good eye in finding these dog plays. Now the Yankees are going with a little bit of a strange lineup. You know they got guys like Mike Mike Ford in there and Higashiaka and Tyler Wade instead of some of the normal guys. Um, but you know, this is a Subway series is going to be tightly contested. 56% of the money is on the Yankees right now. I don't have an opinion on the over under other than a very slight lean to the over. And that's just because these pitchers involved J.A. Happ, you know, he's going to give up some dingers, at least one, uh, Gesselman, you know, he's got a 5.19 ERA, so I think it's pretty obvious that he gives up some runs. But um, without being long-winded on this game, uh, let's pivot over to San Diego, Los Angeles, Angels. Mike Clevenger making his debut for the Padres, for the Papas. Andrew Heaney still in that starting rotation for the Angels for some reason. Well, other than that, they're terrible and they have no arms. But, yeah, that's that's probably it. Um. Clevenger making his debut for the Padres. This could be a high-pressure situation for him, but I think he's going to perform. I think he's going to come out, get a good nice six and a third innings done, maybe have, you know, between seven and nine strikeouts, probably walk a couple just because control issues, nerves, making a new debut. He's pitching against a team he's actually not had too many, uh, you know, viewings of. So, but these angels right now are just not, all season really they're just not looking good at all and um minus 145 on the money line for the Padres is not that much of an asking price in my opinion there's actually a decent amount of value in that over unders at eight and a half and you know it opened at nine so I think people are banking on Clevenger coming out and having a decent first start but, you know, just some situational results, you know, head-to-head with these two teams, just so you're aware kind of what direction they're going. The Padres in their last 10, they're 7-3. and three. Angels are 3-7. and 7-12 seven. Seven and 12 at home. The Padres are 11-9 on the road straight up in their last 20. I'm sorry, last 10. Math is not my strong subject. I was looking at the number 20. Give me a break, all right? So, against the spread... The Padres are actually one of the better teams in the majors. They're seven and three in their last 10. So if you can find you know some good value on the run line, see if you can't you know find some plus money at minus one. yeah, so I'm, all right, so I'm seeing minus one and a half at plus 105 for the Padres on the run line. They score a ton of runs and they hit a lot of homers, and the angels have terrible bullpen arms. So if anything, if you're sweating, Don't worry because the Padres are going to smack a bomb or two off of the bullpen. So I think, you know, them covering that one and a half is actually a really good value there. I like that. I like that. I'm actually going to lock that in right now so I don't forget it, you know. Because I will tell you, I am terrible about reminding myself and him on picks. So locked that in. Padres minus one and a half plus 105. I like it. I mean, the Angels are one of the more terrible teams against the spread in general. So, and you know, their last 10 recency bias isn't saying anything otherwise And the over under, you know, just to show you kind of where these teams trend, they are an over team, you know, both of them. And at home, the Angels are 14, four and one on the year at home. Last 10 for the Padres have gone over seven out of 10 times. So maybe there's another little angle to take, especially if you lost that little hook. You know, it went from nine to eight and a half. Maybe go opposite steam with it. I think nine runs could probably get scored by San Diego alone. So I'm talking myself into the over a little bit here, I think. Not an official play yet, guys. Not an official play yet. But I'm leaning a little bit more. I'm leaning a little bit more. And I haven't drank whiskey yet today, so you know it's sports-related. It's, it's sports-related. I'm going to move on to Toronto and Boston. Got the Blue Jays taking on the Red Sox. Tyron Walker, man, he had a really great debut for the Red Sox, A righty. Uh, I think he's about 35 years now. Some of y'all might recognize and remember him from uh, some of his days in the Braves rotation. That's where I remember first seeing him. Um, But, you know, he's kind of been revitalized. He's actually looked good this year. They acquired him from the Mariners, if I'm not mistaken. But he, um, you know, he's got a 4.0 ERA, but his last couple of starts have been solid, been real solid. In Boston, they strike out a lot. So another DFS tidbit, he's the lowest-priced pitcher on the slate, Tyon Walker is, but he's going against one of the teams that strikes out the most. So if you're needing a value arm, you know, Consider him ten and a half was what we got for the over under. Nothing's moved. I like that you know number just because Boston's bullpen is absolutely terrible. It's probably the worst in the MLB in all measures, and then you got minus one thirty five on the money line for the jays one plus one sixteen for Boston. I just don't like any of the value um minus one and a half plus 15 on the spread for toronto i just want to make sure that these trends will line up with that and just the data themselves the blue jays do get a hitting upgrade against left-handed pitching and like i said that terrible boston bullpen so hey maybe blue jays team total over is the way to go but these teams surprisingly they actually play to the under on the season 13 8 and 2 to the under for the blue jays in all of 2020 15, 20, and 2 for the Red Sox to the under. And as of lately, the last 10 games, it just kind of seems to be following that same steady trend. So I'm not seeing anything that's selling me on any value as far as the over-under, the spread. Um, But, you know, Toronto team total over. uh, You know, let me find a number here and see. I'm I'm guessing it's probably 5. It's 5.5 at minus 110. Um I'd feel a whole lot more comfortable at five, even though that hook honestly makes no difference. Just to give me that, you know, the sake of the push, if it is there. But, you know, I think, I think Toronto's going to score six runs. This could be a 6-4 game, um, in my opinion. Tyon Walker, uh, looking for him to have a solid four to five innings of work. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to the 7.05 game that I tried to jump the gun on just because I got action on it earlier. And that's the White Sox taking on the Kansas City Royals. This is in Kauffman Stadium. Got Dylan Cease on the mound, the right-hander with a 3.0 ERA, taking on the lefty of Danny Duffy with a 4.11 ERA for the Royals. And if you know anything about baseball, you know that the White Sox hit the left-handed pitching pretty, pretty well. They're only a minus 135 favorite on the money line. I scooped that up. I am sorry. It is now up to 145. Minus 145 on the money line. I was able to save a dime. Um, Minus 145, I'm not going to let it deter me too much. But one thing I'm looking at is perhaps Chicago minus 1.5 plus 110. They are the best team against the spread in all of major League. Please fact check that for me, but I know that they are up there. They're probably top three, if not the number one team. I uh, probably should have checked that to be 100% honest, but I looked yesterday. I looked yesterday and the day before that. So this game, you know, it's divisional. The White Sox, they've played pretty well against their divisional foes this year. Um, The Royals are 14 and 22 straight up against division opponents. The uh, White Sox are 22 and 13, and 11 and 6 straight up on the road. Um, 12 and 5 ATS on the road. You know, it's pointing White Sox. That fluorescent light that's buzzing—that you're looking for, you know, some sort of sign on. It's gonna—it's probably gonna be the White Sox here, guys. Uh, just talk a little bit about some of the hitting upgrade, just so you see what uh, I was looking at. Just some of the bats that I really like. You know, it's a, it's a downgrading hit in his hitting average versus left-handed pitching, but Jose Abreu, White Sox first baseman, he's uh, averaging 313 on the year, but he downgrades to 263 against lefties, but his OPS is 980 against lefties. The White Sox have three guys over 900 OPS against righties. Tim Anderson, listen to this, Tim Anderson, 333, but against left-handed pitching, he hits 471. 471 his ops is a 951 then you know you got Eloy Jimenez hitting 297 with an 897 ops Luis Robert 281 903 you got Nick Madrigal the rookie uh Nick Magical 333 against righties or against lefties 389 on the year so he's seeing the ball well no matter what and then a 794 ops So if you're looking for like a little mini stack or a full four guy stack in DFS, and then you're also looking for a team total uh, to take advantage of, maybe parlay it with the, the, um, what I said, the Blue Jays. If you get that five number, you know, have a fun little team total over pizza parlay, you know, could be a little fun. And then right-handed pitching is something that the Royals tend to struggle a little bit more with. They do have three guys. Uh, in the mid-800s, as far as OPS, Cam Gallagher, Hunter Dozier, and Jorge Soler. But Jorge Soler is questionable. So they're losing their one of their best boppers against right-handed pitching. So I'm looking maybe uh, Royals team total under as well. Let's see what these team totals are. Chicago White Sox, Sox over five. Uh, Royals are at four. If the Royals were four, or I'm sorry, if the Royals were five, I was going to take the under, and uh, I was hoping the White Sox were at five so I could take that. So I'm locking that in live right now with you guys. Over five, minus 115, Chicago White Sox. And then I'm going to go ahead and just, why not? We're throwing that minus one and a half plus 110 uh, for the Chicago White Sox to cover the spread. One of the best spread teams in the whole Major League Baseball land. Now I believe we have one last game in MLB um, when we're going to talk about a uh, Western matchup uh, in the NL, and that's going to be Arizona taking on the Dodgers. Arizona sending Luke Weaver in his 8.23 ERA out against the lefty of Clayton Kershaw in his 1.0 ERA. Oof. Plus 250 on the money line for the Diamondbacks. Minus 300 in the money line for the Dodgers. Over under, still at the eight and a half that it opened with. And, man, the Diamondbacks are owned by the Dodgers. This series, is this season hasn't really gone any which way that the Diamondbacks probably would want it to. I'm going to keep it short and sweet on this game just because there's nothing here that I think that has a decent value digging into right off the bat. No pun intended. Never, yeah, definitely intended. Um, but Josh Turner's out indefinitely still with his left hammy. Cody Bellinger's questionable with a lat strain in his right side. So keep an eye on that. If if Bellinger's ruled in, I could see the over-under going up to nine, nine and a half. Um, if he's fully ruled out, it's probably going to stay at this eight and a half. You might be able to get an eight, but I don't know why you would. I think Diamondbacks are going to score eight runs themselves, or I'm sorry, (laughs) Dodgers are going to score eight runs themselves, in my opinion here. They'll probably get five off of Luke Weaver in the first three innings. So, you know, if you want to maybe take the uh, Dodgers team total over first five, Um, I like that. I'm not going to be mad at you. Heck, even their team total for the full game, it's five. Over five minus 130, you're getting some juice. But, I mean, that's a pretty dang close – as close as you can get to a guarantee of a bet. Uh, Too much juice on the first five. Over, under, team total for the Dodgers, though, of two and a half. I like the number of two and a half. I just don't like the minus 140. I'm a sucker for some – Uh, good first five numbers because if you can get value in the first five and you get your wins you just you can roll that into another game that you're eyeballing or say uh, that same game if you're looking at a live angle or you know it's just a good way to accumulate some early money in the game or in the night to give you a little confidence too you know it just it, it it's good stuff it's good stuff but with that being said we have concluded the MLB side of things. And just to recap, I'm looking at the over of 10, 10 and a half in Washington, Philly. I'm looking at Chicago White Sox to cover the spread minus one and a half at plus money. I really like Chicago White Sox minus 135. And then the team total over of five. I had a slight, slight lean to the Toronto Blue Jays team total. Over, I didn't like that hook. If it goes down to five, I would like that a whole lot more. Uh, San Diego, uh, slight lean to them on the spread, you know, minus one and a half, but the over under eight and a half looks really enticing because I think San Diego can score six or seven themselves. Um, then to, you know, recap on the Subway series, I didn't really have any plays on that, but maybe a slight, slight lean. To the over just because there's a lot of bomb hitting bats in these lineups. And I think they'll go back and forth. So and then again, just to recap the NBA, let you know where I'm at and where Ira is as well, since he's not able to be with us on this one. We both like Toronto, but again, make sure, you know, and my my Toronto pick is more of a lean than Ira's, but make sure to try to find that that live line value that Ira referenced to of three and a half plus three and a half to five and a half for Toronto. I think that's where you're going to get your most golden opportunity in this game uh, coming from our live betting guru, Ira. And then also I was leaning the over in that. I think that these two teams could get to 220, but we'll see. It's my favorite thing to say. We'll see. And Denver... Clippers, I didn't have a too heavy favorite lean any play really on this one just because it's the first game of the series. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Ira didn't really say anything about it. So our NBA game to keep an eye on is the Toronto-Boston game. Again, live line best bet out of what our analysis says is probably going to be 3.5 to 5.5 in favor of Toronto live in game. Now to talk a little bit more on the NHL recap, We did have the pizza parlay, Philadelphia, Vegas, and I am leaning over six on Vegas, Vancouver, looking for a 4-3 game. And I haven't done this in a while. Recap NCAA football. Oh, it's just so angelic hearing that. Recap NCAA football. Mm. I'm going to let it sit there for a couple seconds, guys. Yeah. So anyways, UAB, I like the first half over 24 and a half in the full game 49 and a half. If you want, stick some pizza penny money on the UAB spread. Their offense is potent, potent. I'm going to make the call that they score at least 35 points alone. USA, USA, University of Southern Alabama, and USM, University of Southern Mississippi, Didn't really have any, uh, you know, analysis too much on this game. Again, it's just college football. It's beautiful, guys. But, hey, that about does it. Thanks for sticking in. Again, I'm D-A-L-E, 007 on Twitter, at Devin Ellington in real life. Ira Silver Magic is where you'll find Ira on Twitter. And we are at Hoopball Gaming. Again, we are sponsored by Manscaped. Use promo code... Hoopball 20, get free shipping, 20% off of your lawnmower 3.0, or your self-care kit. You know, they got lotions for your skin, your face, uh, you know, they got hair moisturizers, beard stuff. If you're like me and you're a caveman, those oils and stuff, that helps. That helps a lot. Um, and then again, mybookie.ag. Go over there, sign up, promo code hoopball. You're gonna get a ten dollar free bet. I gave you some pretty good baseball analysis. And then you're gonna get an initial deposit bonus match of a hundred percent. I'm no mathematician, but that's that's a pretty good ratio. So again, visit Manscaped. Use Hootball twenty. Visit MyBookie.ag. Use Hootball. Tell them that we sent you. Reap the benefits of the rewards. Use some of those plays that were given out, use the free money and build your bankroll and continue to listen. Also guys, if you are on an Apple product, use that Apple service and leave a like and a review and just share as much as you can. This podcast, we are growing and it's evident that you guys are enjoying what we're doing. We're enjoying it and we want to keep it going. We want to continue to grow and we want to grow you and us and all of us together and just make this a real awesome, just money operation so with that being said guys thank you so so much again for listening keep an eye out on twitter for official plays Hootball gaming at dale 007 at ira silver magic at Hootball tweets there it, we got you covered go to hoopdashball.com for some basketball analysis if you need for some dfs plays best bets Well, that'll do it for me, guys. Listen closely and listen often. Much love, heavy heartbeat. Thank you, guys. Devin out. This has been a HoopBall presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms?